In the day's other headlines, California took another hit from the heavens as a so-called atmospheric river brought torrents of rain and more snow. Stephanie Sy reports it's adding to the state's weather woes after a series of extreme storms. Hours of rain since last night have caused overflowing waterways to wash out roads. The downpours have filled freeways around the San Francisco Bay Area, and 34 counties across the state are now under a state of emergency. Piles of mud still line the streets of this neighborhood in Felton. It's been battered repeatedly by storms since the start of the year. I'm past the burnout part. I'm in the acceptance part. Tom Fredericks had just gotten through cleaning up from the last series of storms. We've been working every week, every week when we can since then. And it's just starting right now to feel like it was before the storms. So this is kind of discouraging to be facing it all over again. In Southern California, there are concerns new rain could melt tons of snow from previous winter storms and trigger catastrophic flooding. And evacuation warnings have been issued, including in Merced County in the central part of the state. Just two weeks ago, people had to be rescued there. I don't want to go through this again. You know, after being rescued at 1.30 in the morning on a flatbed trailer with a uh, backhoe pushing cars out of the way. And yeah, we're not going through that again. So we'll be leaving early if it is going to look bad. In parts of the state with massive snow accumulations, the risk of roof collapses is rising as up to eight feet of new snow is predicted in high elevations. Kim George is the battalion chief for the South Lake Tahoe Fire Department. Some of these shaded neighborhoods have probably eight, ten feet in the city and the county areas even more so. With all of the snow load and the amount of weight that's sitting on roofs, we have some pretty significant concerns coming up with uh, roof snow load with all the rain. I think this is day 15, uh, essentially been working 24-7 with all hands on deck. Craig Griesbach is director of emergency services for Nevada County, California, where new weather alerts are now up. We have a very old, older demographic. Um, so there's definitely an area of need here more than more than other places. So that goes to mail. Pretty much anything of daily service has been hampered, um, including trash service as well. Meanwhile, Yosemite National Park in the Sierra Nevada mountains will remain closed through next Thursday. Over the past two weeks, parts of the iconic park were buried 15 feet deep in snow. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Stephanie Sy. Forecasters are calling for yet another major storm in California early next week. Former President Donald Trump now has a decision to make whether to appear before a grand jury in New York next week. The focus would be his alleged role in hush money payments to an adult film actress during the 2016 presidential campaign. Manhattan's district attorney has offered Mr. Trump the chance to testify in what could be a precursor to criminal charges. Iran and Saudi Arabia agreed today to restore diplomatic relations in a deal brokered by China. The Persian Gulf powers broke ties in 2016 and have competed in proxy conflicts in Yemen and elsewhere. Iran's top security official welcomed the news. At the end of the talks, we reached a conclusion to start a new chapter after seven years of breaking off relations. We hope this new chapter will compensate for the stagnation of relations and lead to stability and security in the region. The agreement marked a major diplomatic moment for China. In Washington, the White House said it welcomes any deal that could end the war in Yemen and reduce regional tensions. 
China's President Xi Jinping was awarded a third five-year term today, putting him on the road to staying in power for life. He won a unanimous endorsement from the ceremonial National People's Congress. He'd already secured five more years as head of the Chinese Communist Party. Much of Ukraine had electrical power restored today after a major Russian missile barrage on Thursday. And in Kyiv, President Zelensky attended the funeral of a well-known fighter and commander. He died in the battle that's raging around Bakhmut in eastern Ukraine. Police in Hamburg, Germany, are still searching for a motive after a gunman killed six people and himself at a Jehovah's Witness hall. Eight others were wounded in the attack last night, including a pregnant woman who miscarried after being shot. The killings stunned the neighborhood, and people today left flowers and lit candles, paying their respects to the victims. It is important to me because this is on my way to work. I always pass by here, and I enjoy it. And so I thought I'd express my sympathy by laying flowers here. I love Hamburg, and then, when something like this happens, you are really quite disturbed. The gunman was a former member of the Jehovah's Witness congregation that he attacked. Police said they recently received a tip that he was angry at the group and might be unfit to own a gun. Back in this country, reports of sexual assaults shot up last year at U.S. military academies. The Pentagon says a survey found an 18 percent increase over the previous year. That includes one in five female students who said they'd been subjected to unwanted sexual contact. The Naval Academy alone had nearly double the number of reports from the year before. Some of the most conservative House Republicans spelled out their demands today in the impasse over raising the national debt ceiling. The House Freedom Caucus called for cutting spending by $130 billion, reversing student debt relief, and freezing most agency budgets for 10 years. Members dismissed President Biden's new budget, and he rejected their demands. Members of the House Freedom Caucus, who have never voted for continual debt ceiling increases, will support a solution to responsibly address the impending debt ceiling crisis. Simply put, the plan is to shrink Washington and grow America. Members of the House caucus will consider voting to raise the debt ceiling contingent upon the enactment of legislation. You know what the essence of the enactment of legislation is? Cut all spending other than defense by 25 percent. 25 percent across the board. House Republican leaders have not indicated if they support the Freedom Caucus plan. The House of Representatives voted unanimously today to declassify U.S. intelligence on the origins of COVID-19. Democrats and Republicans joined in pressing for answers on how the virus started and whether it could have escaped from a Chinese lab. The bill now goes to President Biden, but there's no word on whether he'll sign it. And on Wall Street, stocks retreated again in the face of interest rate fears. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 345 points, or 1 percent, to close at 31,909. The Nasdaq fell nearly 1.8 percent. The S&P 500 slipped 1.5 percent, finishing its worst week since September. And still to come on the PBS NewsHour, arms manufacturers struggle to produce enough ammunition for Ukraine's battle against Russia. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson discusses his potential bid for the White House. And David Brooks and Jonathan Capehart weigh in on the week's political headlines. This is the PBS NewsHour from WETA Studios in Washington and in the West from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University.